is this? Jesus. Shut the fuck up. One second. Can we get to the music? Nick Woods is done crying. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, a special podcast on a Thursday night, something we don't God. do very often. This show would have been so much different <laughs> last night, but I just had an inkling that we may want to wait. <laughs> and uh, we did, and boy am I glad we did. Now, I didn't hear any of Darren's show. I didn't hear a minute. I didn't either. I didn't hear either one. And I didn't hear a minute of Kaplan's no. show. So we're here tonight. Strictly for the Patreon family. Yep. Uh, Thursday night's my night to drink in Carlos Bad Village. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, every I Thursday that, night. I didn't know you had a deal. Yeah, every Thursday night I meet a friend and we go drinking at Carlos Bad Village. It's pretty fun. And I sacrificed that tonight to come down here and uh, and recap. Look, let's start with the, the serious and then we'll close okay. it out with some fun. Uh, what happened yesterday sucks. What happened... For the people that work in that building, and we know a lot of them, uh, is awful. And I thought what Darren did really, really was good to go on and explain uh, what we said a couple of months ago. Look, I take no satisfaction in the fact that we had that story right. I was, as I said that night, Dave, I was really, really hoping that we were wrong. And I have to be honest, uh, up until... Uh, my days run into each other. I guess Tuesday, I thought I was completely wrong. The station was doing great. The show sounded good. The numbers were going well. And I really, really felt incredibly happy for all the guys at 1090 because it felt like they were on the road to recovery. They were doing really well. They yeah. were actually winning in every single show. They were right. winning. Once Stephen A. Smith came over, oh, right. completely changed everything. Where Stephen A. Smith was blowing Colin Coward out of the water. No one else was listening to 97.3. No. They were doing extremely well all the way through. If you remember a few months ago, Kaplan was trying to get us to 9 to 12 because they were dying in 9 to 12. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, Stephen A. Smith just keeps rolling along. And you yeah. have Ben and Woods, who have never done better. You have Darren, of course, has done great for years. And then Kaplan has been doing great for years. And then, unfortunately, what we told you, and again, I'm not here to claim right, because mm -hmm. the people that told me were inside radio guys. Mm -hmm. I think they told us in December or January that this day was coming. Yeah, they thought it was dead in March. Uh, made it to April. And so, you know, I saw a lot of people too. Let me let me start with this. I saw a lot of people on Darren's uh, social media yesterday. Hey, you owe it to the listeners. Hey, he doesn't owe you shit. Yeah, how much did he ever charge you? Yeah, he doesn't owe you shit. For anybody to go in and feel like you're owed anything or an explanation, hey, fuck you. Exactly. And... For Darren or for Steve, you fucking sit there and you're listening to a radio show. It's entertainment. What what the three or four dumb fucks that wrote that on Darren or Steve or anybody else's social media doesn't really take into account is a lot of these guys have families and they have mortgages and they have kids and insurance needs. And, you and pets. Kids or pets or neither. Exactly. They get them all. Yeah, and nobody's like, hey, I got to go tell Rusty Tooth what the fuck happened. <laughs> yes. I'm like, the fucking nerve of some of these guys. Oh, yeah. Hey, you owe it. Oh, you. But they don't owe you shit. You're a fucking dumb fuck sitting around that has time in your day to listen to a radio show. 
And their fucking world got turned upside down. And I'm really fucking sorry that they didn't put you on the pedestal. (laughs) God, motherfucker. I'm just like, I'm looking at this. And as I said yesterday, because people are coming to me. Well, what happened? How the fuck do I know? Connie? (laughs) You know what happened. Yeah. (laughs) But. You weren't going to. You see. That's you taking the high road. You didn't have to be the guy that told everyone what was going on, but you knew exactly what happened. But We all did, unfortunately. But the thing is, Dave, like if that happens at 1360, um, you go, all right, like I'm sorry for Mike. Mike would have been fine, but I really don't have any real relationship with the rest of those guys. Kaplan, Darren, Steve, are are really really good friends. I love Paul. I love Ben. Um, I, you know, Caswell, Padilla, Linda Welby, Allie Rat. They're all just fucking good people. Really, really just good people. Yeah. And I tell you, Dave, I was just. I think I was like a lot of us. Didn't you feel blindsided when it happened yesterday? No, I didn't feel that way at all. As soon as when they went off the air at no. noon after Steve had been on in the morning. No, I'd be honest with you, because it's going to happen at some point. You know what I mean? Maybe people think the middle of the night. Who knows? But guess what? The people that decided to cut the cord, they don't give a fuck. They just don't care. I mean, talk about a a way to to even make it worse. You kind of do it in that situation. The only thing that would have been worse is if it happened during one of the the middle of one of their live shows. What I didn't like, um, I didn't like the fact that it felt like a lot of people impacted were left hanging. Like, go ahead. What do you mean? I, I felt like there were a lot of people that work in that building that were left hanging. And if you know something is coming. Mean as far as they didn't know or management didn't relay what was happening? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean. Look, you don't think they, they honestly knew? I mean, if we knew the rumors that, that the station was going down, you don't think they knew at all? I'm saying talking to enough people inside that building yesterday, um, they were all blindsided wow. by it and had a hard time coming up. And I thought they had. I thought they had literally had meetings that said we don't know what the future of this business is or what the future of this station is. Well, they had said that a while ago. Yeah. I don't know how recently they had that. But. And I will give credit to uh, to Glickenhaus on this. He didn't take off. I mean, Glickenhaus no. is the one we heard relayed the news to those people that hey, if all of a sudden he's gone because he already found a job, and no. that's not a good sign. But he's out too. Yeah, by me he tells him when the plug's yeah. been pulled. No, but he told them like, a once few the months house ago. Is burned down, and you go, hey. No. You're not going to be able to sleep in your room tonight. Well, I can see that, Michael. The goddamn house is burned to the ground. Uh, what are you making him out to be a fucking hero for? Because he told them months ago that th- this was the future. You, uh, We Tim, told him and he told him. I don't think he did a very good job at all. Because <laughs> nobody wanted to believe it. It was, It's a great job. When you're in the middle of it, it's a great job. They have right. their head in the sand. I'm not saying they should have uh, said, oh, well, I was 100% prepared because you aren't. But I'm saying, look, he kind of gave you a heads up. Things aren't good. Look down the hallway. Remember those guys at 1700 and 105.3 yeah. or 105.7? They aren't here anymore for a reason. Same yeah. fucking people. Yeah, I, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, and, well, the whole business sucks. I mean, when, uh, when that part of it goes, it is. It's a horrible business. When we were there, and I'll tell you, when we were there and everything fell apart, I knew Dave, Sherrod, and Rosie were fired. And that's when they were going to move me to Saw. When they told me, don't say anything, I said, you got it. I hung up and I called the three of you. Yep. And I said, I'm letting you know you're fucked. Because if you find out tomorrow that I knew and I didn't say anything, then I don't like that. I don't want to be that guy. I'd much rather tell you. 
And I made a couple of those calls yesterday because I checked around town. I said, what are you hearing? Yeah. Well, they're off the air. Well, thank you. (laughs) What's the vibe? And when you hear from people in different buildings, look, man, I think it's over. We're being told it's over. Then I share that with people that are friends. I say, I hope I'm wrong. This is what people are saying around town. Prepare yourself for it. They shouldn't be hearing it from me. Exactly. What I want from a management team is, hey, look, just fucking shoot straight with me. I'm an adult, Mike. And and It was my call two minutes ago. Yeah. You can fucking tell me, look, guys, we're literally on a day-to-day contract. All right. I can handle that. I felt like at the end of the run at, at 1360, we were on a day-to-day contract. I went in. I appreciated every day that I was there. And on the final day, we got fired at 958, and I was in my car at 1003. Yeah. They didn't even let us say goodbye to Ernie and Herm. Fuck them. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> Ernie, Herm, we got to talk to you over here. You guys stay over here while we get rid of Dave and Jeff. And no, you can't say goodbye to him. So it happened. Um, I I think one of the challenges, again, would be my guess is with 97.3 and extra, you have the benefit of being in a building with strong performing stations. We'll start with 97.3. You work in a building where KSON and Sonny's doing great and Kixie. There's a lot of money behind it. Correct. Correct, because you're owned by Intercom. Yep. And you have the ability to say, hey, uh, Dave and Jeff Plumbing, if you buy uh, Sunny for $100, we will throw in 97.3 for 22 bucks. Yep. Same thing in iHeart. You're a big media outlet, and you have the ability to say, if you buy Rock 105 or KGB for $100, we'll throw you extra for $8.11. They didn't have that opportunity at 1090. That's a challenge. You have a couple of guys that are incredibly talented and are paid well. They should be. Scott and Darren. Billy Ray. And one of the things that they did in our time when we were there, and I think it continued to happen, it was a smart business play. With 1700 you had real estate shows and teeth whitening shows and everything else. Well, all those fuckers bought the time thinking that they were the next Rush Limbaugh. Exactly. But it made sense for a bottom line for BCA to have those shows in because it offset the bills. Yep. When that tower goes blank because you're not paying for 1700 and you're not paying for the Walrus or Max or anything else, then that's another loss of income. And you have to go out and make it work by charging fair market price for 1090 where if I'm the advertiser, I may say, wait a minute, I'd like to pay 200 a spot, but that gets me 10 spots on the Padre network. Yep. And... It's incredibly challenging for everybody over there. Not only that, so when you talk about commercials for people who aren't in the radio business, there's only a certain amount of time put away for commercial time. Right. Well, because the station or the signal's down in Mexico, you have to run those government spots. Right. Oh, that was, yeah. So that right there takes away at least four minutes an hour of money you could be making from an advertiser that you have to give away for free as part of the agreement to have use the transmitter. But one of, yeah, I mean, I saw a guy that, tonight on Facebook calling Woods a commie for running all those Mexico spots. Is Mexico a communist nation? I guess so. Okay. According to that dumb fuck. Another dumb fuck. So, uh, <laughs> but for me. says that? What the I, fuck? Yeah. 
But for me, Dave, I was really enthusiastic for those guys. Was it 1963? Yeah. Castro there. (laughs) They are smashing Judd and Mike to the point that Nick got kicked off that show. And they're smashing Cilio. Yeah. So if I'm going to do morning radio advertisement, my hope was that it makes more sense for me to advertise with Ben and Steve. They're, they're, they're doing great. They're hitting my demo. The show's entertaining. They're guys I would like to be associated with. Darren demolishes anything at 12 noon. It's the same thing. It's likable. It's a good show. He's a stand-up guy. And Kaplan is just fucking destroying Hartman and and was beating Tony, uh, Gwen and Chris pretty solidly. That's why I was excited for those guys because I really felt like they were going to be a great comeback story. With the odds against them, with I last time I checked, I think John Moores was the owner. Yeah. I don't know that for sure. It's so, still listed in the articles. That's the way everyone, the, the radio trades had it today. Okay, so it's not like fucking Leisure Fryer yeah. owns it, right? And he's struggling. I mean, John's got dough. John might not even remember he owns it. Right. You know? Right. But but for me, Dave, it just sucked. And it sucked today um, when you go in and, like, fucking tiny dancers playing. Yeah. Because when I get in the car at 1, I'm used to hearing Darren. You and I have a game in the morning where we will text Woods while he's on the air and tell him what great shit Stern is doing. <laughs> because he takes the bait every time. When I get in the car and go home at 5.30, my routine is Kaplan. And I I love that these guys are going to try to get after it with the app. God, I hope it works for all the people down there. Um, I don't know if it can or not. I mean, podcast is working. I would have told you there's no way a podcast would work. Well, fuck, you're all listening through your phone. Yeah. We're all streaming this show tonight. Um, but there's just so many really, really good people down there that I really am happy to call a friend. I'm, I'm really just upset and I'm frustrated and I hope it gets resolved and I don't know what the chances are that it can. You know, timing is so strange because right. when you look at the podcast we were talking about just the other day, we we're talking about how Stevie Woods went on with our good friend Sean Walchef. Right. And basically Stevie put time on that podcast saying how great his life is. You right, know, from right. where he was and where he came from. Right. And he finally felt like this is as good as it gets. And here he is. The numbers were great as far as radio ratings go. Yeah. He's happy with the partner he's working with. He feels he does a good show every single day. He couldn't be happier than he was seven days ago today. Right. And then here he is probably looking at his wife panicking, going, I don't know what's next. Fuck. And everyone who wants to sit that. there. Yeah, I do too. I, and I mean, we're giving Stephen Woods a hard time. We'll talk more about that in a second. But. As we're sitting there texting him back and forth all day long, you and me, and literally I'm thinking, this guy, not only is he one of my top five favorite friends. Oh, yeah. He's probably my, the most favorite guy I think I've met in the last two years. Oh, where, by where, far. You know, he, he's such a, I mean, really a good guy. Dude, you know? he is. He's a brother. Yeah. He's a really a good guy. And we always say all the time, you want to see good things happen to good people. This is awful. It's awful for all of them. As you mentioned, Kaplan just went through a divorce. You have all those right. kids going through words. You tell me he doesn't need a paycheck. Well, you can tell me, you know, you know, we joke around at the bin and all his jobs. He doesn't need the paycheck. People budget their life for the amount of money they're making. Right. And when you lose your job, all how of a sudden. Allie? How about Welby? Yeah. He's a cancer survivor. Yeah. Right. Like, how about Al Padilla? How about Caruth? How about exactly you know, all those good people that are down there? Rich Elrod is a name that not a lot of people know. He's a sales guy that was so fucking great. Yeah. 
to Tommy Howell and, and Frank Anthony and all the people that, you know, that, that we know that are behind the scenes that are deeply impacted by this. And again, I go back to some fucking dickhead on social media that felt like Darren should have been on at 12.02 going, well, they pulled the plug and here's why, you know, fuck, yeah. man. Like this, this impacts lives for a lot of people that have done one thing in their life, worked in a radio station. Yeah. So and it's tough. So as far as saying the timing goes, going back to last week, when you mentioned the timing of the streaming, what we're doing right now is a podcast where there are two people to pay, you and me. Yeah, we own it. Yeah. So when you talk about what they're trying to do and the excitement factor of, hey, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. It's going to be pretty tough to sell advertising because there are a lot of people aren't going to understand it. It's going to take a while because when you mentioned all those guys a second Mm -hmm. ago behind the scenes, you got to pay all those people too. Yeah. And it's one thing if you're trying to put a show together and get enough advertisers just to play pay Ben and Steve. That's one thing. But as you mentioned all the other guys, it's going to be really tough. And maybe, Jeff, if this happened two years from now, mm-hmm. maybe everybody's ready. But I don't well, think right now people are 100% right, ready, and unfortunately I don't think it's going to work. Well, aren't you Mr. Positive? Well, I'm a realist. Um, I think I'm- it's one of those let's do this, and in 30 days no one's going to be doing this. If they're going to be doing – any kind of form of it, it's going to be what we're doing right now. And unfortunately, that hurts the other guys you just mentioned, the Alex Padillas, the Jordan Caruth, whereas Steve and Ben could sit there and do their show like you and I are right now and get the advertisers and probably be okay. But they can't bring everybody with them. Uh, Sorry, Paul. Paul's going. Okay. Paul's going. I guess Bo's going to get twice a day then. (laughs) Yeah, I guess he is. Uh. For me, Dave, I look at it because why I'm not, I understand where you're coming from, but I'm not 100% convinced. You're getting choked up? (laughs) Yeah. I think I just swallowed a moth. (laughs) There ain't no mosquitoes in this fucking place. What is that thing? Mosquito hawk? Yes. Uh, Yeah. No, we'll get to all that. Trust me. That's not fucking escaping. Uh, Woods is like, oh, I think I'm in the clear. Fuck, you are. Calm down. It's called a setup, asshole. Yeah. Don't get comfortable in your chair. Don't. Go get yourself some water with some ice in it. Because it's coming. You fuck. Um, Dan Patrick went to streaming. He yeah. went he went to BR Live. And I I'm not a sales guy. Now, this is where I hope it works. Where I hope it works, because look, somebody said to me, what happens now? Well, I'm sorry. I didn't go to, I'm like ducking over yeah, here. Yeah, you like, literally ducked duck the biggest mosquito ever. Fuck. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't tune in with Judd and Mike today. I didn't go to Cilio today. I didn't either. I, I did. I ran the stream, and it sounded good. It does. I told you, that's the only way I listen to any of these anymore. It's much more clear than it is on that AM signal. Right. Now, 97.3, people in 97.3 are excited about their future. They were upset about friends in that building. I want to be real yeah. careful how I put this. 97.3, without knowing what was happening yesterday, are taking steps to improve their signal in San Diego. They have the benefit of Intercom. They're excited about the Padres. They know there's a lot of focus on 97.3. Again, all of this was already in place yeah. before what happened, and the people that I talked to in that building honestly took no they were they were disappointed because they know it can happen to anybody. But they were saying, wow, the timing's weird because we're 
doing what we can, and we feel pretty good that our signal is going to be pretty solid throughout San Diego County shortly. But uh, what I'm hoping why this works is one thing that we've talked about in the past is you and I were not aware of streaming numbers when we were on the air there. It was just something that happened. It's a big potential source of income for the stations and for the hosts. And if all of a sudden now, if this thing can go for a while, now you're going to have real legit numbers each and every day of how many people are tuning in on the stream. And if you're confident in your product, like I feel Stephen Ben can be, I absolutely know Darren can be, and Scott as well, then it's like, hey, fucker, yeah, sit down and show me those numbers. And it can be beneficial. I just hope that they're all given enough of a chance. It's a huge transition for the audience, for the host, and I hope the upper management gives this market an opportunity to try to figure it out. And I would hope they say, look, we're going to make a run at it. What What are we at now? April 1st? April I mean, 1st, April 11th. Ah, close enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, say, you know what? We're going to make a run at it. Uh, let's give it six months. Let's run it through Ooh. October. How are you going to pay them in the meantime? Well, I mean, you're going to, I mean, advertisers are still, I mean, we have advertisers. Yeah, but uh, we have advertisers. I'm saying you have to go to the advertisers you currently have and say, are you okay of doing it this way? Right. The challenge because, is. Yeah, nobody's working for free. I wouldn't, I would not promote what they did today inadvertently and promote that people are listening in Seattle. Because if I'm Bill Howe Plumbing, I couldn't give less of a fuck that a guy in Seattle is listening. Exactly right. Emphasize local, 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 hit it hard. Um, What it really needs to do is it puts a lot of pressure on the promotion side, I think, to come up with things that are engaging people and just keep people in. But ultimately, Dave, you know, you said something today on Twitter that I really do disagree with. You said radio's dying. And I've said for a long time. Oh, it is. If the shows are compelling, people will go and find it. And I feel like where Darren is, if Darren's on AM, if Kaplan's on AM, what in the world? I'm trying to make a point about some friends. Shuggy. She doesn't like your shit. No, she doesn't. She looks like a uh, fucking bobcat about to launch on People will go and find the shows where they are. Rickards is still making money in this town. Eddie's still making money in this town. Who? John and Ken are making money. Are John and Ken in San Diego? They're in L.A. Okay, that's what I thought. In 640. Mesa and Ireland are making money. They are, they are making money. But they're all on radio. Yeah, but the numbers are down. They're all on radio, but the numbers are down from what the audiences were 10 years ago. They're, dramatically. Well, they're down. I mean, 1360 has 400 listeners an hour. Dave, they're down by the antiquated system that you're used to. Yeah, you but and I don't listen. You said yourself, you listen on the stream. I do. I listen on the stream. Okay, but they don't they don't gauge that in the in the ratings. That's what I'm saying. Listener, the listening is down when you're looking for advertiser dollars because all the advertisers are looking at what are the radio numbers, well, the Arbitron numbers. Yeah, but or if, whatever the hell it's called now. Yeah, but if you're an advertiser and they come to me and they go, hey, look. We're getting 65,000 downloads in San Diego County. We can show you specifically. You're a sandwich shop in North County in Del Mar 
We can show you right here that we have 10,000 people listening in Del Mar. I actually think from a sales staff standpoint, it can work pretty well because you will know where your market is. And then you go into that market with hardcore numbers and you say, look, here are numbers. I don't have the ability to doctor. I have 5,000, 8,000, 9,000 people in your neighborhood listening to this show yep. every day. You should be advertising and coming here because there are people in your neighborhood. Don't agree. Don't disagree with that at all. Because as you said, you're showing real numbers. You aren't right. showing a percentage of people. It all comes down to the salesperson. How do you sell it? Well, their when you sales and I were staff look- sucks. Well, that's my point. Other than Rich Elrod. When you and I were looking to, to do this and we started bringing advertisers on, we were yeah. able to show them those numbers. Yeah. But we had, obviously, we knew what we were doing, what our angle was. Can you teach uh, an old dog new tricks? Because a lot of these old sales guys, do they understand? I don't know, and it'll be challenging, but it could really be game-changing. And they, they I hope it is. Honestly, I hope it is. Well, they have the shows in place. Like, you couldn't do it with the 1360 lineup. You just couldn't. I mean, you would have to just go. And 97.3, you couldn't do it with. But I think with these guys, again, you're going to have to have everybody buy in, starting with ownership, to say, look, we may be off at 1090, but uh, but we're going to make a run at it while trying to find if you can get another signal. I don't know what they were paying for the tower. I don't know what they were getting that for. Here's the other thing that hasn't been mentioned. The the guy who owns the transmitter for 16 years has been getting legit American money, which the exchange rate is pretty good. Yeah. Unless he has a deal in his pocket with somebody else to take over that 1090 transmitter, playing fucking One Direction at 1 o'clock in the afternoon is not going to bring you the same money that you've made for 16 years. From a business standpoint... Okay, what if they weren't paying their bill? Uh, again, but let's just say this. Okay. A, a number that I saw today was a hundred grand. Right, hundred grand. It may have been a hundred grand a month, yeah. which would put it at one point two a year. Yep. So now you're off. You're done. Okay. What are you going to be programming, based in Tijuana, Monterey, anywhere else, that's going to bring you one hundred grand U.S. a month? And if I'm the guys from ten ninety, I'm going to gamble and say, you know what? I can't live at a hundred. I can't. It, the cult, the sports culture has changed here. Darren pointed it out the other day. Ran into a lady at an open house that I used to listen to your show. Got too painful after the Chargers left. And you go, you know what? I'm going to give you forty cents on the dollar. I'm going to give you forty grand a month. Now, Dave, you're in this kind of business. Yeah, but you're assuming they've been making payments. I don't think they've been making payments. Okay. But you renegotiate the lease. Yeah, I no, I, I understand that. Yeah, here's the deal. You're 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 so quick to throw things away yourself. Just your your natural being that you are. If right. someone hadn't paid you for two three months, uh huh, you'd go fuck off. Eventually, you'd go, dude. I'm not doing this anymore. Why I am I would? But I maybe and the reason I say that I don't know anything. I'm telling the reason I assume they oh, weren't paying their that's bill. The first thing you've said right in a long time. Is you that, can say that again. That, you don't know anything. 1700 and 1057 disappeared. So my guess is they haven't been paying their bill for a while. But oh, two different owners. 
Two different owners, from what I was told. Is that right? Uh-huh. John Moore's doesn't own those two no, stations? No, I'm saying they own it, but I'm saying you're dealing with two different companies. Oh. You're leasing two different cars. Got it. I got what you're saying. However, if I'm the guy who owns the transmitter in Mexico, then I'm facing a situation where I may be throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Because, again, if I tell BCA, fuck you, and I'm sitting here in a year and I go, well, fuck, I went from a potential to make 40 grand a month and now I'm making 1100 a month. Yeah. Right. Playing fucking Menudo <laughs> and living La Vida Loca and fucking doing Lucha Libre talk. Yeah. Well, what good did I get? Sometimes you have to fluctuate with the market and the market in San Diego has taken a huge hit. But if you go, okay, then we're going to be on a year-to-year lease, and we'll see what happens. And we're going to monitor your numbers, and we want to know what's going on. Dave, I don't know anything. I don't I'm- either. Well, okay, what if it came out this, all right? Let's say it comes out that 1090, someone's willing to pay more for that signal. Well, that's what I wonder. And it, one of them is either 97.3 or 1360. Uh, if I'm Intercom, I go after it right now. That's great business, right? If you're the Padres, you want them to do it. Right. But. <laughs> Jeez. Look, I mean, I mean, it's it's called business, right? Right. All right. So that's everything. Can you so, imagine all of a sudden Costa's doing mornings on on ten ninety, but basically it's the same shit. Well, that station's never been the same since they broke up the Costa and Fricky show. <laughs> Say what you want. Remember they had the picture of John at the microphone, and Mike was back on the couch with like his glasses down his nose reading the paper because he was edgy. Like, what the fuck happened to that guy? All right, let's get into what happened. All right, hold on. Do you want to give a prediction of what happens? Uh, we will at the end. Okay, fine. I got my prediction, too. And you aren't going to like it, everybody. So the first thing that happened yesterday happened to a kid named Judson Richards. So Judson Richards put a tweet out, and it was Sam Jackson drinking tea. Kind of like, oh, let me see what's going on here. I think he was drinking a Sprite in Pulp Fiction. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. (laughs) So that tweet was up and then it was down. It didn't. It was up long enough for Judson Richards to get the living shit beat out of him. And I bet Brian Long and the management team at 1360 had to have lost their fucking shit. Because what Judson did with one fucking unworded tweet was he turned all the negative that had been directed at the owner of the transmitter to him. Exactly. Everybody immediately hated him. Fuck you. You fuck. Oh, you motherfucker. You're going to cheap shot John Browner? (laughs) It was great. It was great. It was great. So now... I said, here's an opportunity for me to promote our show. Yep. Right. We put everything out on the table. Okay. So I said, hey, look, when you're running a distant third in a three-horse race, it's probably not the time to run your mouth. We're going to kick his ass on Sunday night. But then, being smart, like I am, Team Woods, hashtag Team Kaplan, Hashtag Team Diaz. You're fucking right he's going to kick his ass because he's one of us. That's Yay! what happened. Fuck you, Judd. You dumb shit. <laughs> so, 
I'm watching. I'm watching this all day, and yeah. I am dying laughing. And I'm dying laughing because I'll tell you honestly, on a much smaller scale, I did the exact same thing that Judd did a couple of months ago when I thought I would be funny and post the numbers for the ratings. And instead of everybody ripping Cilio, they all, hey, Woods, your numbers suck. Fuck you, Darren. Fuck you. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. All of us, I, I shouldn't say all of us, but there are a few of us, myself included, that have attempted one thing with a tweet and had it blow up <laughs> the wrong way. So I'm like, well, this is much worse than what I did. Oh, it was two different things because that was Wood's opportunity. I mean, excuse me, that was Judd's opportunity. Right. To take an you know audience, what I write? a sports fan. Well, I know what you're going to write. You tell them in one second. But to take that audience and go, hey, we're doing sports over here in the morning. Maybe you want to try us out. But that's not what he did. He told everyone, yeah. hey, go suck hey. a dick. Yeah, how's it feel to be <laughs> fucked? How's your ass feel, Woods? Because you just got fucked. The drive. <laughs> it was really the worst business of all time. It was awful. And oh, I, and I, dude, I got to tell you real quick. I, I'm talking to Costa yesterday for a second. Yeah. And he had no idea what happened in this tweet. And I get no idea what happened. That's another no. shocking thing. <laughs> so I, I'm telling him, I got to go. And he, he just hangs up on me. He just like he didn't say what the fuck's Jed doing. He didn't throw his partner under the bus. Yeah. He just right away was like his breath was taken away. Then he was like, "I gotta go." I yeah. guarantee you, if he didn't get through, because Long was screaming at him, Costa right. was screaming at him too. I heard a great story about Long that he'll go in and say to people, "Okay, what was the process here?" And as soon as you get into it, no, 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 like he's five. What a dumb fuck. Uh, anybody who's worked with Mike Costa for a day, uh, it's about all it takes for him to let you know he has oily stool. He probably had that severe yesterday. Um, what I would have written, because I'm fucking smart. Dude, and, but, that is so funny what you just said. That's the first thing Mike tells everybody. Everybody. It's not even a joke what Jeff no. just said. No, no I, I guarantee it was magnified to about a 14 yesterday. Here's the tweet I write, Judd, you fucking dumb shit. The tweet I write is... Good morning. <laughs> no. Good morning. <laughs> you go, uh, sports are a m lot more fun when there's two teams on the field. Wishing the best to our friends, Steve Woods, Darren Smith, Scott Kaplan, and yeah. the rest of those guys. Yeah. Now that... Hey. Hey. Now look at Dave and Jeff. Those classy motherfuckers. <laughs> That's how you do it. But instead, Judd goes, well, fuck you. Exactly. How you feeling, Woods? Huh? You got lockjaw? You just got fucked. Um, so I just sat there and watched it all, and I died laughing. And I talked to Woods at about one. Yeah. And I go, you know Judd's fucking dying right Oh, now. yeah, of course. He goes, he's dying. Because that's not his personality. He's no. not a dick person. No, he's not. He's a guy that... He's not at all, and that's the thing. Hacksaw and, would have pulled that shit. Hacksaw is a douche. Yeah, he would have done that. Hacksaw is a complete douche, but Judd's not. And to Judd's credit, 
he uh, Woods told me he talked to him for about a half hour, and he owned it. He owned it. He goes, dude, I didn't know the severity of it, and I fucked up. And I'll say this about Judd, because a lot of you hate Judd. This is who Judd's real fucking character is. This is Judd's real character. When I worked there, my family would go to Monterey every summer. Yeah. Judd's mom lives in Carmel. Judd said to me one day, hey, man, I'm just letting you know if you ever get jammed up. My mom said your entire family can stay at her house. Never met his mom in my life. He is a fucking good dude who just. He is a good guy. He's reached out to me through my my dealings with Jake. Everything else. He's been a good guy. Right, right. So he uh he's a he is a good dude. And and listen, if I like I say to my kids all the time, it must be fucking nice to go to school with uh pencils that don't have erasers. <laughs> right. It must be fucking nice to hey, come on down off the wood. Come on down off the cross. We need the wood. <laughs> but that was the first part yesterday that was the fallout. We all just kicked and then, it. And then Woods fucked it up again. By retweeting that? By, or by yeah, sending by, the tweet out? By, by taking off the heat off him. He could have easily gone, you know what, Judd, I really appreciate reaching out. We're still boys. But then he had to tell everybody they're still boys. Well, I said, no, you fucking keep your audience and you, you make it look yeah. like you don't know where your future is. I can't believe he did this to you, me. You don't say shit. Just look like you took the high road. Yeah. But you just completely let him off the hook. Yeah, fuck. Sound like I, Denny Green right now after the Bears game. Right. <laughs> you let him off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> Judd, I meant to take the tweet down. It's just I got so fucking busy. My life's a whirlwind right now. So then, uh, so this is all going on yesterday. and We see that they're going to fucking uh, do a show this morning. And I, I said to him, man, you know, I, I appreciate your fucking work ethic. Right? Your intestinal fortitude. You're going to get in there. And then... Uh, show happened you, you wrote to him first was oh wait this is why i'm such an <laughs> asshole okay this is why i'm such an asshole <laughs> the woods this is why and woods takes a fucking bait every, every time. time every fucking time so me dave and woods are texting at like 5 45 this morning right yep i know i know what time this show is the show starts at six i get it but to me, just to push his buttons, because I know he's fucking scrambled like an egg, I go, hey, what time do you have to get in there today? What time does the show start? That's what you wrote. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. What did I write? He, wrote, he write, wrote back, I'm here. And you went, what? I wrote it. And, oh, and I'm like, oh, shit, I'll log in. I'll log like, in. He's like, yes. you guys are both spawns of Satan. <laughs> he's like, said, so mad at you. us. So uh, I knew his show started at six. I was in of the course. car until seven. But just to say to him, "Hey, what time do you get to come in?" and having that fucking bonehead say to me, "I'm already here." Ah, oh, fuck! This guy, fuck, fuck. Trying to get him all straightened out. So then uh, Dave started sending texts, and I'm getting ready to leave, and he goes, "Why is Joe crying?" And I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) So I've now gone back and listened. Now, there's a couple of things that concern me about this show. And I want to know your reaction. And I want to hear any reaction from anybody who listened. At about 6.18 this morning, on the stream, 
I heard Joe Titino crying, crying. Yeah. And then I heard Steve say, oh, God. And I said, is he penetrating Joe? (laughs) Is that? Oh, my God. I don't like this. Uh, No. No. It is not worth it. You guys can all get jobs and fucking smart. Don't know. I said, did he touch Joe in his no zone? Why is Joe crying and Steve is yelling, oh, God. I I dry heat. No, Joe. Save Joe. You and I got fired seven times. Yeah. Each time, we're like, well, fuck. That's how it ended up being. Let's go to Tommy's. That, that was it. Uh, I was, huh? And then, uh, and then there was this shit about making a pact. You know, hey, I wasn't yeah, going to do but, this. But hold on. In the first hour, Joe and Steve cried. Yeah. Yeah. Steve cried, too. Yeah. Like, they were at that fucking, who are these kids that are coming over here? Uh, the new boy band, they're from Japan, yeah, and know. they're all over the place. Yeah. You see them, NWO. I know who the fuck these guys are. <laughs> There's 19 teenage girls in the front row at that concert that are like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard that, which I enjoyed a lot. I love guys get choked up. I'm like, wow. Joe's crying because he felt he let them down. I, if I'm Steve, I'm like, you did. When Shep was here, we were smooth running, but you're running all around the you're running all around the fucking country with Kobe yeah. Jones doing Galaxy games, and we're fucking drowning here, Joe. Shit, we're on the stream, Joe. Yeah, and then they fucking turned into Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, it's not your fault. Yeah, no, not shit. your fault. They did turn into Goodwill Hunting. They're That's all a good hugging. Call. Yeah, I'm like, God damn it, bring Pete Gray in. Let's let's talk hookup. Get these fuckers in here. God damn. I would have said, Joe, you know who you are? You're the captain. You ever watch Deadliest Catch? Yeah. The Cornelia Marie? Yeah. Remember when Phil died and then his fuckhead kid came in? Yeah. And crashed the operation? <laughs> We're the Cornelia Marie, Joe. Shit. Throw us a lifeline. Even if you didn't mean it, it would have been so good. Did you hear Woods tell Tatino it was his fault? Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Uh, and instead, God, it was like an air supply concert Dude, there, was, for Christ's it sake. Was. It was air supply, Captain Tatino. All of them. All of them and share, all in one. All of it. And then, uh, so then I'm like, all right. And now I'm we surprised get- you kept listening. Well, I had to. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> Awful. Then they get to this part in the show where they make a pact. Eight o'clock hour. Started right at the top of the hour. Eight o'clock hour. They're going to make a pact and that we're, I'm only doing radio with you. Let me tell you right now, that couldn't be a bigger amount of bullshit. No kidding. The biggest amount of bullshit right there. Because here's what. In a worst case scenario, in Dave's scenario, if 1360, or I'm sorry, if 1090, um, says you know what guys unfortunately it's the end of the road and 97.3 goes you know what we want to bring Darren over here to do middays and Woods we know it was bad before but you're a different guy 
the guy you are now on the mornings at 1090 is completely different than the guy you were when Cantori was carrying your sick ass. Yeah. And you know what, man? If, if you'd like to come back, we'd like to have you. We, we like who you are. You think Steve's going to go tell fucking Hannah and Bo, hey, I got offered a gig noon to three at 97.3, but you know I made that pact with yeah. Ben. Remember that? We almost touched tips. Yeah, so instead I'm going to fucking work uh, Thursday nights at Pottery Barn. The fuck you are. You're going. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm so, I was so frustrated. <laughs> fuck. What, you get each other a mood ring? The show is spiraling out of control. Guaranteed they went out and bought promise rings. Uh, they already had them. They were just waiting for the right time to give them. I'm like, oh, my God. Dude, I said to Dave the day I got fired at 1090, and we'd done this show a lot longer than uh, these two fucking knuckleheads had. Yeah, 14 I said, years. Yeah. I go, hey, dude. If they go to me, you're doing mornings with Darren. I have to. I have a mortgage and kids. I'm not leaving you. <laughs> ben? Steve, I'm not leaving either. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Put Sween Dog on. I want to hear about the Padres win. Not this shit. <laughs> They're going to go back and look at that. Right. They're going to be so embarrassed. And probably tomorrow they could play that on the way in to work they and go, I'm so live- fucking embarrassed. Just listen to that 8 o'clock hour. That 8 to 8.20 was so crazy. Right. It was like Brian's song. Yeah. With two healthy guys. Yeah. It was like it was like when Apollo hugged Rocky in the ocean in Rocky Three, And yeah. you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. It made you uncomfortable. The <laughs> outfits did. made you uncomfortable, the whole thing. And then Wood starts saying, are we going to touch tips? Who thinks that? Yeah. Three times. Who does that? And this is, and this made me flash back, which I don't like to do, to 6.15 when my longtime friend Joe Titino was openly crying and Woods yelled, oh, God. I was like, is Joe safe? Me too. Joe's part of the Me Too movement. He should be. And I'll vouch for him. I was like, my God. What in the fuck happened here? And all these fucking guys writing... That's such good radio. Where? <laughs> Where? What do you think Anna said when he walked in the house? That was beautiful? Or she went, what the fuck? She said, what the fuck? I know what Shelly Higgins said. What's with your partner? What's with your partner and how did he fall for the bait? Yeah. You were fine. You didn't have to sit there and go all Steve back to him. Right. You know, and I'll tell you the other thing, too. And I'll tell you two guys that really, really need to look at themselves tonight in the mirror. Chris Sello and Craig Elston, two guys that worked with Dude, ben, I was thinking the same thing. Did quality radio, yeah. came to work every day. I didn't hear any fucking pack from Ben when you guys got run exactly out the right. door. He helped you pack. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. And I tell you what, if KSON calls and they say, you know what, Ben, we like what you're doing. We'd like you to do fucking afternoons on KSON because Kimmo's moving tonight. Ben will be there. Of course. And he's not dragging Wood's fucking carcass down there. We don't play Merle Haggard and all the shit you listen to, right? We play Luke Coombs, you know, Combs, whatever that fucking kid's name is. Yes. You don't like it because you're edgy and you spit. (laughs) (laughs) 
like. It was crazy. It was, it was what? It was it was so goddamn crazy, man. I'm listening to this shit going, God, I almost wish I didn't know the guy. Because he'd be <laughs> open season. And then I was I like, I love that I know it. And I go, now we gotta sit there and make we gotta talk about it. But we're like, fuck, we gotta own it. We chose the friendship. We're would stuck ben with have, it. Would Ben have I didn't cried. know he had Tourette's. I'm sorry. <laughs> would Ben have cried with Togerson? No. Dude, uh, I, I was thinking exactly what you said though about about Ben. Is that he did a great show with Craig for years when he was on Kogo and the Padres? See you, Craig. Yeah, it was one of the best pregame shows I've ever heard. Well, I don't, I don't then, like it. Ella, Craig's a pro. And then Ella, well, I guess you weren't important to me. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't like that either. Which Chris has been I, there for one year. It's like a one night stand, and he fell for right. it. Right. He married the stripper. Yeah, he did. He brought her flowers, and I'll tell you what, Ben. I tell you what. Like every other fucking Tuesday afternoon stripper. First time he gets to sneak into the back of a windowless van, head to Bakersfield to do afternoons on one oh on one twelve point twelve. Yeah. The fog. He'll be gone. <laughs> and he'll be left holding a broken heart. That's what you'll be holding, buddy boy. We see this fucking guy. Yeah, the pack thing's dangerous. The packed one is really dangerous, especially for Steve. We're ben has another job. Ben can say any packed he wants. He has another job. He's fine. What if Jack Cronin calls and says, hey, Ben, you know what? I'm another guy that broke free from 1090. And uh, we kind of think uh, Jack and Ben. Jack and Ben. H.J. Preller's favorite show. Yes. Jack and Ben every afternoon on Kogo. We think uh, we think he got versatility. We'd like to talk to you. You think he's going to say, you know what? Thanks, Jack. I like the idea of Jack and Ben. But uh, <laughs> That's so crazy every time you say it. You don't think I know that? Yes, I got it. You said I like the idea of Jack and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I like your idea of Jack and Ben. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't think Ben's going to say Steve who? <laughs> You're gone. Yeah, and then what are you going to say to Hannah? I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. Okay, I got to go. It's getting busy here at the meat counter. You'll be working at that fucking... Uh, Do you have your dad's Rolodex? Maybe I could call some people in that, in that Rolodex get me a job. Thanks. What, what'd you say? <laughs> Maybe Lauren knows some people that can oh help him get God. a job. I will not stand for that. Right. That was my friend. <laughs> Who's, which one, Lauren or Steve? Lauren! Yeah, me too. What do you want me to say? Uh, be respectful. I'm respectful of Lauren, my friend Steve right there. I don't know how much respect well, to show him. he fell apart. He completely fell apart. Don't you think his dad... Gary? Gary. So I love Gary. Gary had to call him after the show and go, what the fuck? Yeah. Son. You, you okay over there? Son, what the fuck? Put a cold compress on your forehead. When do you think he found out he's been kicked off his adult baseball team? Did oh, it- shit! Yeah. <laughs> When's that next game? <laughs> oh shit! I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I've been fired seven times. I've never been deeply impacted. <laughs> like I just like ah fuck. I hated Long. I hated Shep. Uh, one of three seven sucked. That sucked because I was we nine days time. away from getting married. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, that one sucked. Uh, I got fired again from 1360 on Barack Obama Day. Yeah. Here was the funniest Elston, shit. Elston wrote about it today. Yeah, Elston 
Okay, let me take you behind the fucking curtain on that one. So we had known for a while that iHeartMedia was going to blow all of us out. We were all getting rocked, and we were all getting crushed on Barack Obama Inauguration Day because that's how shitty iHeart is. That uh, the management at that time, it's a different management group now, but that's how fucked up it was. They were going to blow out how many thousand people across yeah. the country and they'd known for months, but they waited until January 20th, 09 so that it would get lost in the headlines, which it did. I mean, you may look at it from a business sense and go, that was really good. So I think in our building, there had to be close to 75 people that got blown out. Like our entire 1360 lineup got blown out. The only guy left was Josh Rosenberg. Um, Who made the least amount of money. Yeah, which really kind of was fucked for Rosie. But Rosie got blown out, and then people across our building got blown out. What happened is uh, we got called into a meeting room on the first floor, uh, Bill Pugh, Dan Patrick's brother, was there with our HR guy, and they literally had a stack of Cobra packs that had to be 18 inches high. And you walked in, they looked miserable, they shook your hand, and thanked you, and out the door you went. Two fucking people lost their shit on that day. The two people who lost their shit were Ruthie, Really? Ruthie was one of them? She went fucking crazy. Wow. She lost. I didn't even know about that one. I just knew of one. She lost her shit, screaming, I'm not, I can't believe this. Like, get the fuck out of here. We got 75 other people we have to fire. Like, fuck. They told her, Ruth, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. I love her, man. Coolest chick. Nina's fucking great. But I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? There's 80 of them. There's not one. Right? It's not like Sophie's Choice. Like, they had everybody to choose from. No, I choose you. There's 80 fucking people. Like, we can't fit on a short bus. We need the full San Diego. Big fucking bus. We're all done. We're all on a bus to fuck Uville. Pipe down. Ruth, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And the other guy lost his shit was Elston. Elston lost his shit. Was Elston even doing a show? Or was he just doing updates? He's an update guy. Okay. So I go in, I get in there, and I'm with Pew, and uh, I can't remember our HR guy. He was kind of a little fucking twerp. I don't really mind not knowing his. The name. guy that was also the controller, that guy. Yeah, that little yeah. fucking guy. Kind of looked I like it was uh, a Dave something. Am I wrong on that? Ah, whatever. Yeah, he looked like Moby. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got that right. Yeah. And uh, you know, a fucking dork. But I love Bill Pugh. And Bill's like, fuck, man. Hey, what's going on, Bill? Long time no see. What you got there? <laughs> He's like, uh, I go, Bill, just fucking, I've done the drill. Just fucking let's go. Give me my severance. And and actually, I'll tell you the truth about the two places. Um, 1090 when we got fired, and this is what concerns me. 1090 when we got fired uh, fucked us, and everybody got five days severance. That's all we got. Yeah. That was bullshit. It's one of the reasons why I don't like Mike Shepard to this day. Sorry that hurts fucking John Gennaro's feelings. But when my fucking kids are four years old in the fucking place that hung us out to dry, let us get kicked in the nuts every fucking day, and then runs us out and is like, oh, here's four days pay. Thanks, motherfucker, you little fucking dick. And Shep's a dick, too. 
Um, but at iHeart, when we got fired that day, yeah, we got severance. I got, I had been there just, anybody who had been there like over a year, um, we got six months severance. So I got six months severance. I was allowed to claim unemployment. And you and I were allowed to work at AM830, which we did almost immediately. So for six months, I was able to triple dip. And full credit to Brian Wilson, who said to me, I think I'm going to be able to bring you back. And he said, do your shit, go do your thing. But he said, I'm pretty confident when your severance runs out, I'm going to be able to bring you back. And he did. Um, it was a nice fit for me. But actually, iHeart treated us as nice as anybody had with a severance package at that point. But but 1090 didn't. But I'm, I'm worried about those guys, man. I just... People have bills to pay. Gas is four bucks a gallon. It's an expensive fucking yeah. place to live. And uh, all kidding aside, man, Stevie Woods is such a good friend to me, uh, as he used to you, Dave. Yeah, Darren's, absolutely. Uh, and, and this, too. The last year when shit was falling apart for me, and I mean legitimately falling apart, Steve Woods, Darren Smith, and Dave were the three guys that fucking played such a huge part in putting shit back together. Kaplan was great, but I didn't have the relationship with Scott that I have now. Um, but Darren and Stevie Woods were such fucking good guys to me, and it's just one of those things where you say to them, hopefully tonight with Steve or when he hears this, laughing a little bit, you need to laugh a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he'll be okay, but I, I'm just, for all those guys, Ben and Paul, Padilla, Joe, who I've known, Fuck, we go back to the soccers. Welby, we love, worked on our show. Alley Rat. Yep. Uh, like I said, Rich Elrod, Glick, all those guys, man. Those are good, good fucking people that are are fighting a battle right now. And and I just, I cheer for them, Dave. And I, I really <clears throat> sincerely hope it, it falls uh, in their favor. It'd be great if it did. Absolutely. And if you've ever been in radio and you aren't thinking that, man, you're crazy. I mean, I especially think every- when, it, when it's a good guy. I mean, you, you mentioned right there as far as what Shep was. He was a bad dude. So when Shep finally got blown out, he should have been the first one blown out instead of the last one through all that group of guys. Well, I tell you what, when I worked here uh, and I told everybody about how I ran KSON, I programmed 105.7 very well. Everybody loves Naked Eyes. They're a great band. (laughs) And so we're going to play them 19 times a day. Did I ever tell you about when Kimmo got mad at me and he stuck me upside down in a trash can? He said, stay there, you little shit. <laughs> um, no, man, the, the people in that building are good, good people. And Dave, I'm telling you tonight, I, I didn't have it, but I'm putting that fucking app on my phone and I will teach myself like we all have to, to stream it in the morning, stream it at noon, and stream it in the afternoon because that's what your friends do. Yeah. And and I would say to all those guys, the one thing we've said on this show for a year is uh, champions stand up when others stay down. And for all you guys, this is an opportunity for you to stand up right now and, and show everybody you fucking got it. But I, I think what I'm most excited about is – we were there when Hudson Bauer got blown out. We were there when other shows have gotten blown out. Howard Stern told an incredible story the other day. He said when he got blown out at WNBC, he was really expecting a huge reaction. And he said, I kind of snuck down to the station to see what was going on. And he said, people were just moving and life was going on. And there was one guy out front connect 
collecting signatures on a petition. And he said, I went over and said, hey, man, how's it going? And the guy said, it's going great. I have 13 signatures. Um, there's a lot more than fucking 13 signatures yeah. being done for these guys to get these guys back. And then I just, uh, it sucks, man. It, it fucking sucks. They're good dudes. They work hard. The support staff works hard. And uh, I just, uh, I look forward to seeing these guys win this thing in the end. Here's the deal. You said it right there that you're going to download that. But that's the only uh-huh. way I've listened to the station for the longest time. In the car, I'll go back to to listening to regular 1090. But otherwise, when I'm at work at my desk, and we're allowed to have headphones in, in, in yeah, our ears. Yeah, me too. So, we'll, uh, so I'll sit there and I'll listen to it all the way through. And I it listen sounds to, so good. It's like FM it, quality. It's much better. Right. Much, even, right. even Kaplan said it. He goes, it's much better than what yeah. it sounds like on radio. And I listen, to, uh, I listen to Costa the same way. When I flip back and forth, it's just going back and forth from the apps. The reason you want to go and download that app now, and if you're a fan of those guys and you want to support those guys, the best way you can do it is to do what Jeff's going to do. Because mm-hmm. what's going to happen is you might have sales guys that will go out and try and sell, sell it this way. Right. You want those numbers to be at an all-time high. So right. they have something to market to say, look, it does work. And right. if you say, well, I'm going to get to it in a month or it's not worth nope. trying to figure it out. We got to do it tonight. Go and, go and figure it out. It's very, very easy. Just type in Mighty 1090 and then download the app and then you're good to go. My, my only complaint on the app is is that it uh, they run the commercial first and sometimes it goes out. And then I've noticed since I've complained and Woods was saying, you know, different ways to listen to it. He, him and I would text back and forth. Since I started complaining, if you make it through that first 10-second commercial about the coaster, boom, yeah. you're smooth sailing all the way yeah. through. It's great. You know, the one thing, uh, the one thing where you go, fuck, man, this is reality, Yeah, was during Darren's 21-minute thing that, again, I thought was just so great to be able to come in, an hour, and I haven't talked to him. I, he and I exchanged texts yesterday, but I don't know how much he knew, how quickly he knew. It's none of my business. But when I heard Marty Caswell, who I like a lot, um, get choked up, uh, I just, you go, fuck, man, that's real. And why that one out of all people? Joe, too. You know, Joe, too. But Joe's been in and out. Joe's been there and left. Joe's been there and come back and out. Caswell's been there every day. Yep. And with all respect to Darren and Kaplan, um, Man, she has fucking put so much into that radio show and has worked so hard on behalf of Darren and behalf of that radio station, man. More than anybody. Right. I mean, think about all the times the Chargers, let's say, go back to Buffalo to play. That's on Marty's dime. Right. Marty does that on her own. I mean, Marty doesn't have to work weekends. She decides to work weekends because it makes the station sound better. Right. Um, You just go, fuck, man. That's the one. For all of them, Dave. I, I don't put any of them ahead. I thought Welby was so fucking funny yesterday, as she always is, in Kaplan's office, just hanging out. Same fucking cool as shit attitude that she's always had. But, but yeah, that's why we're here on a Thursday night. You come down on a Thursday night to ask everybody to do that, to download that app, to continue to support that station, continue to support the people that you like, that Dave and I are lucky enough to call friends, and my buddy Cheech, who passed away a couple of years ago, had a great saying that I always say. He always would say to me, he'd say, dude, friends are family. And I love it because you kind of shrug it off. And the more we kind of get down this road, Dave, friends are family. Darren's family, Cap's family, and and especially my man Stevie Wood. So I am cheering for all those guys. And uh, let's download that app and keep them, keep them rolling for a long time. All right. So here's the deal. We're going to read these spots right here. 
and then I'm going to ask you a prediction of where we're at. Great. Okay. I'm looking forward. Because you finished really you good go on a high first. note there. I'll go first. Great. I'll, I want you to look at this. This is what is a Vente Black Ice Tea from Starbucks. I would say right now I have about a third of it left. That's a beautiful Apple Mac computer in front of you. I want well, you to. I want you don't to, hit the computer. It runs the show. I want you to choose your words wisely. <laughs> Never have. All right. Brian Curry's your guy. Brian yeah. Curry could be your guy, too. If you're interested in buying a house, selling your house, or just want to know where the market is going, Brian Curry's the guy because he's been doing it for more than 20 years. He won the President's Elite Award with Caldwell Banker. He's top 1% internationally. And also, he's a former military guy. He's very good at what he does, and he wouldn't be in business as long as he has been if he wasn't great at his job. He knows San Diego County, and he can help you find the right home, no matter what size it is or how much it costs. Make sure you call Brian Curry at 619 619- Two five one one five eight eight six one nine two five one one five eight eight. It was funny, Dave. Tonight I was in Carlsbad Village. I was in the village for a little bit tonight. You walk right kind of there next to Knockout Pizza and Las Solas. There's uh, on one one. There is a real estate place that has uh, the the flyers taped up in the window. Yeah. And you look and you go, okay, here's a uh, three-bedroom, two-and-a-half townhouse in San Marcos that's under four hundred grand. No, fuck, man. That's what I'm talking about. Then you look in Vista and you go, here's some other place. It's fucking 900. Nobody's paying 900 fucking thousand dollars to live in Vista. Give me a goddamn break. It's it's, it's uh, What? It's Vera. Vera is the one raising the market up in Vista. Well, I know. And listen. I've been at those Saturday night parties at Vera's, and they're fun. And you come out of there with more questions than you have answers. But it's not worth $900 fucking thousand dollars, I'll tell you that, Sporto. <laughs> Sporto. That's why you need Brian Curry in your life. Some guy asked me yesterday, hey, how you doing this morning, slugger? He said, you know what? I'm going to feel real good about a second when I knock your tooth out. <laughs> The good thing is Brian Curry is going to help you sort through. Here's the other thing I just want to say. Okay. Nobody needs to go on Instagram anymore and post pictures of you standing out in the weeds. We all have a fucking life to live, okay? (laughs) Who's doing that? Spring bloom. Hey, fuck off. (laughs) Dick. Uh, Brian Curry is going to say, get the fuck out of the weeds, okay? Here's the place that you're going to want. This is where you're going to want to live. And I'll tell you again, I'm sick of my kids and their bullshit. Dude, you're, in a, every time you're I, in a huge tug of war. I know. Every time I walk through that Carlsbad Village, I'm like, this is where I need this to be. This is my place, yes. This is my place. I love drinking here on Thursday night. My friend Jeff King has Cocoa Beach. I'm like, I'm going in there and getting a prime rib. And I'm getting a fucking Rob Roy. Yeah. And I'm going to figure out a way to save 1090. <laughs> but instead, I got two fucking little punk kids. Uh, as I tell them all the time, you know what I said to your mom? All I wanted was a pet starfish. <laughs> and I got stuck with you two fucks. Uh, so I don't know. I'll either end up in La Mesa or Carlsbad, <laughs> but the guy who'll help me get there would be Brian Curry. Also, the guy to help you get that pool, of course, is Alan Taylor. Taylor May Pools, 20 years in San Diego. Alan Taylor's done a fantastic job with his business because he's really good at what he does. So many of you have been great in supporting our sponsors. Many of you have called Alan and have gotten that perfect pool. Now's your time. Don't forget that as summer is approaching, you want to be the house that people go for all the parties. Alan Taylor's your guy for that new pool, but also if you have a pool that just isn't in great shape, he will help you get it back together. Call Alan at 619 449 4452 
619-449-4452. Man, people talking today, these gas prices are out of control. Ridiculous. My kids are going next Monday for spring break with their mom to Palm Springs. And it's impacting you everywhere. And have you noticed, too, when the minimum wage went up, maybe you've started to notice that all of a sudden kind of tucked in down at, at your bill, maybe you're just going for a coffee or you're going for breakfast or lunch, but all of a sudden there's these little hidden surcharges. Man, they're all over the place. I'm going to Toronto. I'll be in Toronto three weeks from tonight. Fuck, there's surcharges on everything I'm trying to do up there. You get crushed. What's the point of all this? Instead of using all that money on surcharges and having really nothing to show for it, why not figure it out and do what you wanted to do for a long time and put a gorgeous pool in your backyard? Nobody does it better than Alan Taylor and the guys at Taylor Made Pools. Dave, you can just go forget it. I'm driving home and I'm going to relax. I'm going to barbecue right now. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to watch the Padre game with Mud and Don. I'm going to fire up the pool and off you go. There you go. Absolutely perfect. Also, don't forget if you're looking for that brand new website, Kyle Fluger is your guy. He's helped our buddy Dan Williams, who we'll, yep. we'll do and I are talking to on Monday. Kyle's done a great job helping Dan. He can help you, too. He's helped a bunch of guys that have been nice enough to call his number, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. means so much. It really is. We were saying tonight, talking to a friend of mine who used to own a business, and we were talking about the initial impression, right? You can never... Uh, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Well, that used to be on the marquee that you had out front, but now it's on the website for your company. And when you have that website that's going to look so good, put together for you by Kyle, the way our website looks at DaveAndJeffShow.com, that's fantastic. And you take a lot of pride in it because you are. You want people to come in and whether you could be a photographer, you could be a musician, you could be an entrepreneur, whatever the case may be, but it all starts with that homepage, and nobody does it better than Kyle. Absolutely. All right, so here we go. Predictions as far as what happens with 1090. Why are you shaking your head? Because I swear to God, I'm under the, and I'm just, I wish I had a fucking tennis ball right now. Could <laughs> I be squeezing it? Because if you say something annoying, you know what we're going to do? You little sack of shit. Me, Woods, yeah. and Paul, <laughs> would it come down here one night? When you're fucking driving over to Thrifty for your night manager gig. Yes. And we're going to fucking, we're going to put nylons over our head. Oh, I can't breathe. Ah. <laughs> they don't even sell nylons anymore. What? Remember when you were a kid, they always had them like on the corner. They yeah. were selling those legs or whatever. Well, they don't I'll even sell you, nylons. Well, this game just got better because we're going to fucking borrow a couple of pairs from Vera. Oh, God. Get that on there. Whoa. As soon as you fucking come out. As long as that fucking Creeper Woods doesn't get distracted, keeps his eye on the ball. <laughs> creeper Woods, yeah. Fucking motherfucker. Hey, ow. Ow. Every time you say, oh, you get two more. Ow. I'm just telling you, you got fair warning, right? I'll tell you what. Yes. You know what? I'm going to add one more. The fucking group that's going to come down here and kick you right in your fucking ribs when you're down. <laughs> Geekster. Geekster. Geekster's going to come down yeah. and just kick you really hard right in your ribs. So let me hear your prediction, dickhead. Okay. <laughs> that's, why a, that's why you aren't a detective. I'd be watching through the glass. I'm like, can you just call that guy a dickhead? <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> All right. Let me hear this. <laughs> I'll give you the first prediction. That was funny. Yeah. 
Uh, the Ben, the Ben and Steve Pack doesn't make it. No, that does not make it. It what lasts longer, the Ben and Steve Pact, or Kardashians married to Chris Humphreys? <laughs> that's a good one. That was like seventy-five days. I like that. I don't think it was that long, but yeah, that's a good one. All right, so here we go. I'll just break it down by show because I don't okay. think I don't think ten ninety is going to get bailed out. I don't think they go back on there as the mighty ten ninety. I hope somebody steps up. The the talk is there's the guys like John Lynch again. You hear names like mm-hmm. that step up. By the way, when you look at the three stations, ninety seven three is the only one that actually has a real business background that's making money. Yeah. So you look at uh, and people go, "What do you mean about thirteen sixty? They have all those stations. Look, they're twenty two billion dollars in debt. I mean, how the hell are you ever going to get out of that? They're twenty two yeah. billion dollars in debt. Uh, if they could think of something better to stick on 1360, they would. They just can't mm-hmm. because the signal's so shitty as it is. I don't know why you have all that local talent. Why don't you just run in syndicated stuff? That stuff is free anyway. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just go with a morning show and a night show? Anyway, so 1090, even though they're number one in the market, I don't think the sales guys that are there are going to stay around. I think they're mm-hmm. probably already looking resumes. They have bills too, and they're sitting there calling the other guys, the 97.3s or the the iHeartMedia guys, and go, I need a job. This is the amount of money I brought in. This is what my book looks like. I'm not going to sit around and see if I can make streaming work. So I think they're going to be in trouble. Unfortunately, I think they're going to be in trouble. So I think what happens with Ben, Ben goes back to TV. I think Woods is very smart and very uh, outgoing. I think does, see- he go, does he go do uh, – you know what he can do? Go ahead. He can – like Step Brothers. He can sit behind Ben when Ben's doing yes. the sports <laughs> in their tuxedos. Is it Pan? Is it Pan? Pam. <laughs> Why are you so confused on Pam? Never heard of that name. With his arms around oh uh, Ben's waist so like they're funny. riding a mini bike. Dude, that would be freaking hilarious. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. That's a good one. But I think Ben, uh, Steve is outgoing. I think Steve's smart and he's, Steve will make his money kind of doing what we're doing right now. Does Jack and Ben ever have a chance? No, I think Jack and Ben never, never happens. Too bad. Jack and Rod. No. Okay. So, so I think with that, that's my predictions. Woods makes his money kind of the way we're doing it right now, that he figures it out. One of his 19 podcasts? Yeah, but I think uh, I think within 30 days from right now, those guys will not be doing shows anymore. Mm. I'm going 30 days. Okay, so, and I hope I'm wrong on that one, because those guys love each other. They sure do. And Valentine's Day is about 11 months away, so, you know, big days are coming. Um. I think uh, I think your boy uh, Darren Smith is doing middays for ninety seven three within the next six months. I think so too. You agree with that ninety seven three, and they'd be crazy not to go chase him. He owns the market in twelve right. to three. Doug Gottlieb's a fucking joke. There's no reason to have him. Uh, but Darren has a great relationship with the Padres. He'd like having that gig again yeah. where you get some days off. You recharge exactly. the battery. Exactly. I like that. I could see and, that. And the thing with that, Darren could take everybody with him. He could get jobs for everybody that works on his show. They yeah. would say, Darren, absolutely. you got a huge audience. Your numbers have been fantastic for years. You're a proven commodity. Will you tell us who Did you want Did something happen on our thing? It feels like all of a sudden we're underwater. Are yeah. we okay? Yeah, you're underwater. Yeah, it says we're going. All right. All right. So, uh, so uh, thing flashed up. So an update's not installed. All right, I'll install the fucking updates more. Yeah, done. in one job. So and then Kaplan. Kaplan's crazy smart, and Kaplan will figure it out. Kaplan has the sided deal. He has yep. other businesses. He's the kind of guy that's outgoing, really driven, and he'll be successful too. It's the other guys that I think it's going to be hard to carry those guys around. Yeah, something's up with this thing. It sounds weird. Yeah, um, I'm going to make a quick go prediction ahead. so we can listen to this. If it sounds like shit, we'll go back and do it over. But no, do- yeah, do it again. Leisure Fryer fucking doesn't have many days left. Oh, that's right. Didn't you see the doctor's report? 
No. What did this doctor report say? It said he's got spots on his kidneys. Jesus, dude. I went to the doctor today and got horrible news today, too. What'd you get? Okay, I don't know anything about blood pressure. Yeah. You know, you go in, first thing they do, they wake you and they do your blood pressure. Yeah. They go, your blood pressure's high. I go, it's always high at first because you have to run up two flights of stairs. Right. And I said, just wait 10 seconds. It always comes out great. I've never had high, high blood pressure. It came out today. I don't know what any numbers mean, but no. it was 158 over 118. That sounds really the, high. The second number is not supposed to be over 100. Yeah. Right? So they said, the guy told me, he says, you know, you're in danger of having a stroke. And I said, well, oh, there's no fuck. tribute shows. No. Here. You're fucking in here every night. If you have a stroke. <laughs> and I've ended up like Jan and Dean. Jeff's going to wear me out. Yeah, I look like Dick Clark. I tell you what, and I'm going to say you nonstop. What? You fucking asshole. I was like, I'd rather die than be Jan and Dean. You know? Yeah. Uh. We'll make that happen. Okay. Woods and I'll fucking come down. Yeah, here. there you go, Woods. We're to get advertisers. You just step right in. Yeah, fucking no tribute show. Moves right out. Yeah, go ahead. Because once Jack and Ben starts. <laughs> what are we, third grade? Third grade. <laughs> you ready for my prediction? Yeah, I am. That was mine. Was that so bad? Uh, no, but mine's okay. going to fucking blow you away. Okay. Sorry. Uh, here's my prediction. 1090 is dead. Gone. Out. Fuck you. 1090, we're done. Adios. Adios, motherfucker. <laughs> but the shows aren't done. Okay. I think the shows are moving. I hope and so. And on your radio dial... Let me see. They're facing you. The fuck would this be? I guess. Does you... anybody have a dial anymore? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're moving. They're moving to the left. Okay. And I think there may be a little bit of off time, but I think the people that are the decision makers, and I look at Mike Glickenhouse, and I look at Joe, and I look at those people. I think they look at it and say, "We have something going." And it reminds me of what happened in this town 16 years ago. And who says you can't go home again? I think these shows show up, and I think you bring back the mighty 690. That would be really cool. And I think cool. you go bigger and better than ever. 77,000 watts. And I think these guys are all destined for the mighty 690. That the would rumor be really had cool. been that John Lynch had been trying to make a deal to get the mighty 690 back. And I think the guy who owns the 1090 transmitter is fucking stuck sitting there running fucking Robert Goulet records <laughs> while uh, somebody rides in and goes, you know, I think we can make some dough. And you go on and you fucking take 690 and you blow ESPN 710, you blow out 570, you destroy 1360, and you just fucking run it, man. And you run it and all those guys. That is my prediction. Hope you're right. My prediction is you stream for a while with the idea that we're going back to 690. That would be cool. And we're going to be the mighty 690, 77,000 watts. And by the way, I want to know this, Dave, because there's a bunch of fucking dipshits on Twitter that'll claim this when it happens. Oh, I bet they go back to 690. I want all you fuckers to realize I haven't seen it written anywhere else. Yeah. I know it had been rumored, but it's been done. That's my prediction. I hope you're right. My prediction is that all these shows go back. It's the mighty 690, and we like it even better than we like 1090. Perfect. But uh, 
like I said, man, as much as I enjoy teasing Stevie Woods and the rest of those guys, sincerely, there's a reason why we're here Thursday night. It's for support for guys that mean a lot to us, and I'm uh, I'm cheering for those guys. Dave, I know you are too. Let's yes. get those fucking guys back. Tune in on the app. Do whatever you can. Interact because the people who are writing the checks right now are like, fuck, I don't know. Do we keep it going or not? And And I just kind of think, uh, you rally around people that have that have meant a lot to you, and we can fucking keep that ship rolling. Perfect. All right, we'll be back on Sunday. Are we doing a show on Sunday? It's Game of Thrones night. You know, I've never seen. I know a you don't watch minute it. of that show. It's all right. We'll we'll, uh, we'll be back on Sunday. I loved uh, uh, real quick before we go. They had a guy on Stern today that was out on the street saying, "Hey, do you watch Game of Thrones?" Oh, yes, I do. Great. Here's what happens. And the people are like freaking out. And he just kept making up spoilers. <laughs> but uh, I don't know any of That's the great. people. So, all right, we'll see you Sunday night. Okay. Bye.